Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. And Tim, I have some news for you Yeah. Uh, that you might be excited about. I hope so. I hope I'm excited. Not, And it's not your fault otherwise. I just hope <laughs> I still have emotion. This is <laughs> this up? is the, the last episode before the regular season start. Whoa. For both NHL and NBA. Well... Before our team starts, correct. We got. That's, I should. That's we right. should touch upon last night a little bit, just uh, because there was the birth of a new team. But okay, yeah, for our seasons, a hundred percent, man. Before the garden is officially rocking and underway. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very weird that we have ten days off in between our last preseason game and our first actual game of the season. I um, didn't have the numbers when we were recording, but I looked it up after. And um, the off season for other teams, for not other teams, but basically the days between preseason and the NHL, which began yesterday, was two. The last preseason game was played on Sunday. Why there's a ten day gap for the Bruins beyond us, but wow. yeah, there was a couple. There was at least one other team that I saw somebody complaining about on Twitter that it was their team saying, "Why is there five days between our first game and our last preseason game?" So. More more than the two games, but a lot less than 10 still. Yeah, that's just, I don't know. You and I don't like breaks in the playoffs, so it just right. kind of feels like one of those hefty breaks before a series gets underway. And we were liking what we were seeing. It's true, but at the same time, they you know if you noticed by watching any of the preseason until the very last game that uh, Charlie Coyle didn't play until the last game. So they were clearly holding him out because they were worried about putting him back into action super quickly. So I do like the fact that he got a bunch of practice in before he played that preseason game. He looked very good. Um, and then he's going to have, you know, those 10 days off to practice and rest up in between to see if anything feels off or feels weird. So I do like that for him. Seeing as he's your second line center now, you need to be pretty cautious with his health because once you know, once he goes down or if he goes down, knock on wood that he does. But, uh, you know, that that's a guy that you can't really afford to lose right now if you want to make a serious run. Knock on wood that he does not. That he does not. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, man. Whoa. I love Charlie Coyle. I'm not trying to curse him. I know. I mean, you wouldn't curse anybody in black and gold, but. That's true. My Lord, careful. <laughs> we gotta, we got to be good with our superstitions here. we got to be accurate. Yes. No room for error. But, yeah, no, Um, and then, uh, you know, roster's a little more solidified now. Yeah, a couple interesting things about that, too, because the roster is pretty much set, and there's two things that I'd like to talk about in relation to that, one of them being uh, Jack Stanika did not make the roster. Right. And I don't think that that is because – he didn't play well because he did. He played very well. Uh, I think it's more so because this team has a lot of depth right now, and it would be good for him to start the season in Providence and get, you know, get some playing time in, uh, probably more playing time than he would get in Boston if he was on the third or fourth line, as opposed to playing in Providence on probably the first line. Hundred percent, and um, you know. We've talked about it for about five weeks now. You know the size he put on. Right. Imagine what that does in the AHL. I mean, he's going to look like a freak down there. It's going to it's going to be really good confidence boost for him. Yeah, and I think that that probably has a lot to do with it as well. They want to give him confidence, which he already has in uh, at the a AHL level. I mean, I think he led the team in scoring last year. I could be wrong, but. I feel pretty confident about saying that. Um, so I think that, yeah, they want to give him the opportunity to to beat up on some guys down there and get confident and come up here if an injury happens, which we hope that it doesn't. Uh, but I think that's their, their game plan realistically because the depth is so – the team is so deep right now. And I say that, but I don't know if that means that they're the best team. I just mean that they have a lot of players that can play on the third and fourth lines, and clearly they have a second-line center in Charlie Coyle until he messes up or gets injured. Um, they would have to make a decision then, you know? 
Yeah, and I mean death, de- death. Oh my God, death. We're in trouble today, dude. <laughs> Depth <laughs> is, uh, you know, as you mentioned, certainly doesn't set apart. You know, these like you know the men from the boys. There's a lot of teams that aren't necessarily deep on paper, but have people who step up in ways, and they can still win the cup. But it certainly sure. doesn't hurt. You know, it's not a. It's definitely not a negative thing. Uh, yeah, and I mean, looking at the playoff situation over the last handful of years, it's kind of been our, aside from us getting kind of bullied out of a few playoff series, it's kind of been our problem is that the depth, we always seem to have a good amount of it, but we even go past that. I mean, we had the conversation before where we went through what? We said 10 or 11 defensemen. I mean, there's only so much depth that you can have and have it still be good. Yeah. Before you're pulling from third pairing fourth pairing AHL guys and that's not really depth to me that's just guys who can play hockey and maybe not fall down Stadnik is still considered a rookie right there's a certain amount of games you have to play in a season to um probably uh, he's played a good he's played a, a chunk of games up here but yeah I mean he, he very well could still fall under that which Swayman does and a lot of people have Swayman up there to potentially, you know, if he plays the way that we expect him to play, and if he is that number one goaltender and plays the way that he expects to play, they have him up as a potential winner for, you know, rookie of the year. I love that. Um, but just just to say, like, I remember when Marshawn came up a lot and was, wasn't considered a rookie and what those games looked like back in, like, 2009. Um, right. I think it was nine, maybe a little earlier, but... Uh, I, I remember thinking, oh, this guy doesn't look like he's ready. Or at that time, my, naive, my naivety would say that I didn't think he was good, <laughs> but he was just small. Um, LOL. Yeah, Brad Marshall <laughs> wasn't good. Um, but I could see this type of year being that for Stud. I'm sure he's he'll be called up and down regardless of injury. I'm sure they will, as much as they want him to get that confidence down in the AHL, they're still not going to want him to be complete a complete virgin for the year from nhl action you know so no um, absolutely not it, i i like where we have stanika i think it's we have a a seriously promising prospect here and we're doing the classic bruins farm system with them that we, we've seen this all these guys do and it's and it's really worked out we've we've groomed some incredible players i mean you know from bergeron through marshawn through pasta um I'm in. I'm I'm in on it. I w- was I ready to give him the keys? I was, but uh you know, with with the f- three names I've just mentioned, which happens to be our top line, I'm not going to I'm not going to act like I know better here. Well, no, and I think that it could actually be somewhat of a I don't want to say secret weapon as in like, you know, he's this elite player that nobody knows about. But he's definitely a sneaky good player that can that can come in there that not a lot of teams have played against or have watched watched him play, so they don't really know a lot about him. And he can slot in there and actually make a difference. Like I, I'm again, I'm not saying he's gonna come out and be this like sniper or whatever it is, but he could come in and, and really help out this team with not a lot of video to know about the kid. I mean, obviously good defenseman can shut down anybody but you know he, he he can really play and I think that if he gets a shot he's going to prove that he wants to stay in the lineup I mean it's going to be hard for them to get him out of the lineup is what I hope for yeah and honestly that's probably what they hope for too you know make make us not be able to send you down again there's well, a way that's to do what's, that. There, that, that. There's a door to do that, but he right making him achieve it rather than giving him the keys. I understand that. And and that kind of goes back to the depth thing is that there's so many players that have a lot of potential or that really earned it in camp, and that leads us to a couple of players being put on waivers, one being John Moore, uh, which is a big contract, and then one being, I would say, a fan favorite, Chris Wagner. I mean, certainly a podcast favorite. We're, we're Wagner's, we're Wagner fans over here. Uh, tough to yeah. see that, but you know, I, I just got to trust the the experts here. I trust the eyes they have on on the situation down there. And uh, I mean, I'd I'd go off of you even more than myself. You you actually 
well, I guess you can't now with COVID, but you've, you've been in there, you've seen training camp. I'm sure you're trying to get your eyes on as much footage. You know, I'm sure those weren't easy um, decisions to make, but the fact that they were made, uh, I think, means that, you know, there there is some young or at least fresh and new meat coming up that's going to, you know, shout out to that helicopter that you can probably hear. Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> um, there's probably, you know, it, it, that's just clear that there's either younger or just more talented people in that depth, and they, they needed to make room for them. The more one is interesting. I know he wasn't as what we we had all hoped for out of him, but yeah, with with that fat contract, will someone pick that up? Type deal. It's an interesting move there. And um, I also saw a quote today. Uh, someone asked about what if Krejci and Tuca return this season. So here here's the deal: is that both of those players cleared waivers, which means I mean, no one took them. Nobody took them. I don't think that anyone in the Bruins organization really expected anyone to take John Moore because nobody wants the contract right. for a defenseman who isn't really proven to be what his contract is. So they're keeping him with the Bruins right now. Uh, he He's not going to be playing, but he will be on the roster to potentially, you know, he'll sit up in the box. Mm-hmm. And it, should he need to be slotted in for some reason, he will. Um, and he's a good player to have as a, as a bottom-pairing and he's really tough, and as a guy who can slot in any night, it's good to have. Wagner's the in- more interesting one to me because, you know, he he's going to go play in Providence, and I know that that's tough for him. From what I was reading in an article today, it's really disappointing, and he's unhappy, and I don't know that – I mean, he knows that it's a business, of course, but, I mean, this is – you're talking – he's playing for his hometown team – and now he has to go to Providence, and he's being demoted to the AHL. It's 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 a bummer. I mean, that's just basically all all I can say about it. And I hope that he gets an opportunity to come back in there and show that he can be useful to this team. But it seems like they're going to give Freddie his shot, and that's kind of um, that kind of solidifies that bottom that fourth line there. And uh, it's going to be interesting because. You never know. I mean, we saw Frederick play last year, and he made a lot of mistakes, and he made a lot of bad penalties, and maybe they bench him, and maybe they call Wagner back up. But, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not. A, I don't want it to be either or with those two. But you know, I can't say I'm upset for uh, Frederick to being to being you know solidified on this roster. I know you and I wanted to see him in the playoffs last year. Obviously, we want to see him at the start of the season if we wanted to see him in the playoffs. So that's a. I think that's a very important step that happened. Sad to see what's happening to Wagner. Reminds me of when we had Bobby Robbins on the podcast and his, you know, him talking about his tribulations with this and getting sent around and sent down and such. And, you know, I, I just truly, you know, like I mentioned, we're Wagner fans here. We wish him the best, um, be it in black and gold or wherever. I, I, I think he's a really good hockey player and he deserves to play hockey in the NHL. I agree. And I think that he, I mean, he'll get his shot to do it again, whether it's with the Bruins or eventually he's, taken by another team or, you know, traded to another team or goes to free agency or whatever it may be. But, I mean, he's young enough that I don't think his career in the NHL is over with. He's definitely still somebody who can contribute to a team. I just don't think that any team at the moment needed him and wanted him bad enough to take him off of waivers, which is probably the reason that the Bruins put him on at the time that they did. I agree. Because there's, that you know, some teams put players out there uh, to try to sneak them by when it's when it's a bad timing or you know they just solidify their their starting lineup for the for the regular season and they can't pull in another player at the moment so there are I'm sure strategies to the timing of it and I think that this was part of that I agree um, but you know some I granted they're still in the system now but just want to say uh, you know appreciate their time here in black and gold it's just we're we're making moves it's interesting it's a new look team it's a you know not to keep referencing guests we've had but you know billy's like i don't know what we have here it'll be interesting to see and you know seeing more old names shuffled out in favor of newer names is you know can't lie it's a little exciting yeah i mean that's just it right like what we had wasn't 
working. And what I mean by that is we had a great team, but it wasn't working if your end game is to win the cup. So and if you roll out the same exact team, it's not going to work again. And, I mean, I know, you know, this is a whole hour podcast that you and I could have alone that isn't going to touch on current events. Just discussing uh, what what does a fourth line in an NHL mean today and what should it mean. And I know over the last five years it's kind of it's kind of leaned towards finesse, but with all these talented finesse guys, not to, you know, glamorize Tom Wilson, but, you know, diet Tom Wilson's out there who can play really good, especially not to glorify the dirty part of that hunk of garbage, but, you know, can play tough and can score. The game still requires physicality. I don't think that fourth line can be a finesse line that can maybe steal a goal. Maybe they're the fastest but you need someone who can drop gloves, who can be a presence, who can be a body. And so I, I think it's perfect to have Frederick down there or whoever it may be. It's just I think the bottom line is the fourth line is going to have more size now, and that's what it needs. I agree. I mean, it is a completely different line with no Corrali anymore either, so it's going to be interesting in, to see how they play together, what they're able to bring to the table. You know, can they go out there against – you know, the top line sometimes and, and just be irritating and and uh, get them off pucks and, and all that. So I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to see a new look, like you said, and and uh, see where it goes. But one other thing that we had talked about with Billy and you had asked him who who does the – who gets this the third A or the second A, I should say. Right. Um. And from what I was reading before, they're going to sort of jump it around a little bit. It's almost what Billy had said. I mean, he thinks Charlie McAvoy and, and Brandon Carlo are going to get it, but they also threw the name of David Pasternak in there. So uh, I think that if you're looking at the long haul here, say say in a few years when Bergeron is gone, those three guys right there, th- that's your leadership group. You have Carlo for a long time. You're about to solidify a contract with Charlie McAvoy for a long time. And David Pasternak's not going anywhere either. So one of those three guys, and and I would really probably whittle it down to two, McAvoy and, and Pasternak, those are your future captains. One of those two guys, in yeah. my opinion. Right. So, And the other one's, you give, the other one's probably got the A on. Exactly. Down so the road. you give them that that leadership now to let them know that, you know, we see you. We know that you're our future. We want to. We're, we're rocking with you, and and we want you to know that we trust you guys, even though you're younger. I mean, Pasta's get not not older, but he's older than the other two, I believe. And um, you know, we, we trust you, even though you're younger guys, and and we want you here, and we want you to know that this is going to be your team. So it makes a lot of sense. The the one thing that I don't like is um. You have every you have your your captain and your two alternate captains on the on the first line. In a in a certain game, like if Pasta has the other A, they're all on one line. That doesn't make much sense to me. But I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, get, I don't feel like I've ever seen that, but I don't know. I don't know how uncommon it is. It could be completely uncommon. I also just feel like most teams have at least one of them be a defenseman. Um, at some point, whether that's alternating home and away, but yeah, right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. It's weird. I don't know how weird it is, but um, I just think the greatest part of hearing all of that is, um, and I never put it past Pasta, but just to hear that he, within that locker room and within that coaching staff, he's viewed as a, a leader and a guy who can wear that A and do it right because they they don't they don't slap it on anybody. We know that, and we we know that right. it's a lot more than how good you are or how many goals you score. And I could have seen Pasta go his whole career and be a very impactful guy, a positive force in the locker room, but not necessarily a leader. Uh, I've never really envisioned him as that. And so this just seems like another beautiful characteristic about the man that I didn't necessarily see that he had in him. And I think it just speaks that we don't really know this guy's ceiling and he's he's something else with down to uh, wanting to play to win not needing to get to get paid in favor of winning, um, you know stuff like that is is real leadership stuff. But just to show that he can do it on a day to day basis, I'd love to see him in the A. And I agree with you. At some point, we will. 
whether it's this year or in the future, and maybe we see him with the C on his on his uh, sweater. But um, you know, it's 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 exciting to hear that from like just Pasta even being considered just makes me think even more highly of him. Yeah, and I think it's cool because I know that you know he loves the game and he loves to to help what you know grow the game. He's obviously he's doing commercials. He's doing. Uh, he pasta has his own pasta now at stop and shop. So it's like that. And I know that he's very well respected around the league as like a, you know, he loves everybody he gets along with everybody. That's there's a reason that he was named captain of one of the all-star teams. And, and I know that that's not anything crazy, but when you're talking about, these are the best players in the league and in the world. And he's the captain of one of the, one of the teams, one of the divisions, like that does mean something. I know it's the all-star game. And the game re- really doesn't mean anything, but getting that is is definitely there's a reason, and I don't think that'll be the last time you see him in the All Star game with a with a captain spot for his whole career. But um, you know, I think that that's something special. And I know that you know from watching videos of him during the All Star game, it meant a lot to him, and and uh, I thought it was cool. So it definitely shows that he can be a leader. Uh, and I know those games are for fun, but. Again, there's a reason that they gave it to him and and all that. So, I'm excited. I'm excited, I'm excited for this to be solidified. I'm ready for the Dallas Stars on Saturday. Um, yeah. <laughs> see an old face named Tyler Sagan. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it feels like it's going to be a weird one, but I'm hockey's back, and that's all that matters. Should we touch on last night? Sure. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday just for the heads up. So the, the the NHL is underway as of last night, Tuesday, the uh, 12th. And uh, the it opened up with the Rangers-Penguins, right? No. Lightning-Penguins. Uh, no. Yes. Um, and the Penguins, I believe, handled business there pretty well. They won. Yeah. Uh, Danton Heinen, former Boston Bruins, scored the first goal of the NHL season. Never heard of him. Um <laughs> Uh, I think that I think you could literally find tape of me saying I don't care if he's good elsewhere. I don't want him on the team anymore. Um, so, yeah. So, so I'm gonna go with don't know that guy. Haven't heard of him. Um, <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's really funny to me. Uh, uh, and then the the game that I did catch some of. I don't. Did you catch either of these broadcasts? I actually didn't. I was checking scores as they were happening, but I didn't get to watch any of the games, unfortunately. Uh, I did see that, speaking of the other game, the Seattle Kraken, yep. very first game of their uh, new franchise and first regular season game, they lost to the Vegas Golden Knights. But another former Boston Bruin, Ryan Donato, scored the first goal in Kraken history. Kraken franchise history, he sure did. And, um, you know, I thought they were going to get smoked. I put a little money on de- on them losing by two goals at least. Uh, I'm still pretty mad at Maxi Pazzaretti for not putting the empty netter in. Um, <laughs> but I've been pissed at him for years, so what's the difference? Um, Wait, he had an opportunity on an empty net? No, he had two, but he, he had two goals. He wasn't pushing for it hard enough, in my opinion. I think they were gassed at the end there. But there was like yeah. 30 seconds, and they just kind of... Pull and dumped it. There wasn't like a missed open net shot, but uh, I think he turns the gas on a little bit and he finishes with a hat trick there. Um, I was I was really surprised. I mean, they were down two nothing early in the first ten minutes of the first period, uh, them being the Kraken, and um, just to you know come back and hold their own and show that there might be some life behind there. Uh, I certainly didn't expect to see. I don't think the Golden Knights are any pushover. I know this is the first game of the season, and it's nothing to read into, but I was impressed with Seattle. I thought they'd be slow out of the gate. And they came and punched back and, you know, stood on their, stood on their you know, stood up on their own a bit. And I don't know. It's cool. I'm, I, I, I love the league expanding. It was cool to watch history. It's also interesting to see the NHL on ESPN. Oh, God. I only heard bad things about it. I'm sure everyone hates it. It's here to stay. The one thing I know is that there's already so many people who watched a legitimate NHL game last night who didn't watch a single one last year solely because it's on ESPN, and I think that's the point. Yeah, that's good. It's good for the game, good for the league, and it's bad for my pocket because it 
the Bruins are just going to raise the price when the game becomes more popular, and I'm going to be sad. At some point, they're going to be they're going to hit a wall with that. I feel like, but also, absolutely not. That city's getting so rich. Um, the one thing I was thinking about that's really interesting is that I I mean I know basketball is not as big as football or I I don't even think it's as big as baseball and obviously hockey hurts worse than that but it's the you know the the least popular of the four sports but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with TNT and ESPN switching off nights of hosting the the two leagues it's it's just like last night you know inside the NBA is rocking with the NBA and then they'll have Gretzky on for the NHL nights and it's like ESPN and and Turner are just switching off who's having basketball and hockey and it's I think it's a great move I think it's really like I think it's going to make them a lot of money and I think when these contracts are up you're going to have a lot of other people trying to get in the mix but it's interesting like it's like two completely different companies so it would never be called a monopoly but they've really monopolized winter sports right now I think it's interesting yeah, I mean it's it's only good it's only good for the game right now that they're doing this and you know they're finally going to do get a lot of highlights on there as well. Like people that aren't even watching the games, they're still going to see all these McDavid highlights and and all the gr- the crazy goals and all that. Um so I'm excited because it's going to help also that the the Winter Olympics and hockey is in the Olympics this year coming up. So I mean, it's it's good. I'm excited. I, I I wasn't really that excited that ESPN was going to be taking over, but if it's going to grow the game, then it's hard to be upset. Yeah, and I you know I think it is. They got to get better, but um, you know I'll, I'll give them some time. How long did NBC have it? And we all thought all of those dudes sucked. <laughs> like the ones, yeah, the ones who fair. are supposed to be you know Hall of Fame famous people are yeah. um, just absolute jerk jerks like i don't know we can, shout out to uh not no shout out f you to jeremy roenick what a piece of trash um oh boy yeah anyways that's just what a absolute creep i'm i'm katherine taffman until i die all right man she brought us through the glory days you know i'm i'm with you um all right i feel like I, I feel like we could talk about hockey for a long time absolutely but there is something else that we should talk about quickly at least you know while we have some time here Celtics are coming up on their, you know, the end of their preseason and the beginning of the regular season. Uh, and they play a team that we don't like. But <laughs> do you do you have an in an in-house oh, yeah. guest that you could call on he, to He may have he may even have just snuck in with your intro right here. Okay. We got we got friend of the pod, family member of my household, family member of my life, Daniel Herzog, the biggest Knicks fan I know. Let's go. My current roommate has now sat down. Daniel, we're 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 now seven days out from this wonderful beginning of a season. How are you feeling about these Knicks? Are you ready for opening night? What's going on? How's it going? Um, I'm doing well. Also, I just um, also Jack's brother, who's also yes, a, a Jack, infamous of Jack yeah. of the podcast. That's right, because the uh, we did have Daniel on for uh, a, like what ended up being a video trial that you guys will never see. Yes, true, true. <laughs> um. How do I feel? Uh, I feel uh, good about the Knicks. I think the East got like better though, um, and I, I don't think they're gonna have that like uh, sort of fluky um, catching people by surprise last year uh, that they did uh, this year. Um, but I feel good. Like I, like they're, I they're they're I think they're a playoff team. Um, Definitely. So I feel good about whether them. that's a play in or a playoff. Where are you there? Yeah, uh, Not sure. I think it could be a. I think it could be a play in team. Yeah, I'm, I do. I'm, I don't think they'd be nine or ten, but I. I, I do. I could see them eight, at seven yeah. or eight. Yeah. So do I. Um, they. Um, you know, but but it's weird because there's a lot of new guys. Like I was just watching the game that's I think currently or might have just ended. Uh, there's just a lot of new people. Like I didn't like it. it didn't seem because like we resigned so many people. Um, to like these like sh- I guess like so- some short term contracts, but um there are just like new guys like I mean like Kemba and I mean do X Celtics yeah I mean Fournier um, just feels like an upgrade from uh Reggie Bullocks is that who you lost uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I mean Alfred Payton like just oh, taking and, yeah Kemba to yeah. Payton it's just those are those are those both are huge yeah 
uh, huge jumps in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, the East totally did get better. I'm, I'm interested in both of your thoughts on this. I, I At this point, I feel like the East and West is as balanced as it's been in quite some time. I'm ready to lose the All-Star draft. I want to know who's better. I want to know if the East is better than the West. Yeah, I mean, I think they should just get rid of the or the East and the West for the playoffs, too. Yeah, um, completely. Like, like, get the Lakers and Celtics to play more. Like, I, I just feel like that's... Like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm totally in on the 1 through 16 um, seating, for, at least for the NBA. I don't know where I stand with it with the rest of the sports, but at least for the NBA, I'm with that. Yeah, because like, who cares about divisions in NBA, really? Yeah. Like, if you ask, like, like big NBA fans, like, it would take a minute to be like, what? Who's in that division? Because, like, oh, yeah. it just doesn't really matter. I consistently either think or forget that toronto's in our division see right now i couldn't even tell you <laughs> and like the wizards aren't right yeah the wizards, are the wizards aren't there yeah, yeah whatever the hell um so yeah i mean i think it's the most even i definitely think the west is still uh like their top teams are better but i think the east maybe like bottom or like mid-level teams are better so i do think it is probably the most um even it's been yeah in like what over a decade probably hundred percent. Yeah. it really feels that way uh, or at least 08, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Andrew, any thoughts on that? That would be weird for me. I don't know if it's because I'm a I'm a. Are you are you asking me about the uh, eliminating the dra- the? Uh, well, I guess both questions. Really, we kind of threw both in there. But yeah, eliminating conferences or at least getting rid of the or making east west yeah i guess obsolete in a way switching up switching up the the seating or whatnot in the playoffs would be super weird for me and i don't know if it's because i'm a uh like a creature of habit or don't like change but i think that it would be like to t- i don't know i i don't know how i would feel about it unless it actually happened but thinking about them switching it up where it really doesn't matter your division or or east or west or whatever i think it would just be something so new that i would feel weird so yeah um one other thing while uh while daniel's here and we'll touch on a little more nick stuff but one, just just to follow up on our point of right before you sat down mm-hmm. daniel after uh i left last night when you got home late at night what did you end up watching what did i end up watching it was a replay of sorts right uh oh my god well i watched the the t- i think till it was like three three i believe yeah the uh the kraken and the knights okay and how many and how many uh, nhl games did you watch last year uh z- well, like zero or like full games <laughs> yeah like yeah. I, I i rest my case andrew we are the numbers are already up we got people who don't watch watching yeah it was I, just it, what was on the and it was the replay but it was still it's like you put hockey on espn people I, are gonna watch I, it it's I, there i was gonna say and i think and i think i've heard a couple podcast um ads for it as well yeah. it, it is true having it on espn does legitimize it in a different way it's just weird it's yeah. just something about the uh what the mothership whatever they call the it mother, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah standard yeah so i'm i'm saying andrew i'm just saying i'm saying it's no it broadcast mean, you're, can you're be the right. worst thing in the world but people are watching the game it'll definitely get more i think it, i mean it, it just has to right i agree and if you I, just have it on casually it'll it'll just be playing at times and we were also talking about the flip-flopping of tnt being able to have basketball on a tuesday and thursday and then hockey on whatever it's going to be monday wednesday whenever it is it's just in how those two in those two networks have monopolized those two sports i think it's really going to benefit them and i think you're going to see a bigger fight to like and it like and what does nbc have now they have half of golf they can't even finish golf games and then like what, cycling the olympics like get out of here yeah i think it's also that espn is easily accessible so like people right. who aren't necessarily in market could watch could watch the seattle and vegas game on just by throwing on espn or you know whatever game is playing so i think that's going to be helpful too totally totally um me and d are going to be watching together in the yard next next week daniel Let's just let's just do it. What's the what's the Nick? Just throw out the Knicks record this season. You don't have to give me seeding. Um, we don't the, know. I think seeding is going to be different because we've talked about how strong the East has got. You could have fifty fifty teams up through seven, in my opinion. The the over is it forty four or forty one? I forgot. Oh man, I I don't know. We got We we also I, should I, do that. I remember thinking when I was listening to either it was like Zach Lowe or you know Bill Simmons, one of those basketball. Right. I remember thinking like one or two above the over for them okay so that's still flirting with 
500, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it should be a little bit over 500, I believe. Um, but yeah, I just don't think they're going to take as many people by surprise. 41 and a half. Yeah, I feel like they'll be like, I, I, didn't they win like, yeah, I feel like 43, probably 44. That's like my, prediction. yeah, right. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think they're going to catch people off guard. Um, I mean, they're a little deeper, so they, I guess they can get through some like injuries, but, um, I don't know. It's mostly just like Tibbs, I guess. Just trust Tibbs. Like, um, I mean, we, like, we're like we're the, Tibbs fans here, obviously. He's like the biggest difference. Uh, like why they were good last year for the most part. Like, yeah, this you know, Toppin and quickly had their like moments, but like it was essentially the same team they had the year before, which was like god awful. So it's like mostly just like if the team just believes in what he's doing, like they should be like pretty you know, mediocre, mediocre, like a not a bad team, not a good team, you know, like very middle of the road. What's it going to take for you to get a Kemba Walker jersey? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'd rather get a Quickly jersey. <laughs> he's just he's just older and like he, dude, he's already sitting out. Like he's already he's. Oh, I mean, he, he's uh, he's perpetually injured. I'm yeah, sure. he's yeah, nice yeah. Like him, it's yeah. it's just hard to root for a guy that's like, um, older, small point guard who like a lot of his like stuff kind of is based on his like athleticism a little bit. So it's like yeah. there's I just know there's gonna be nights where like he's just gonna do nothing and it's gonna annoy me. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, going to be nights where he's healthy scratch. Do, do I like him? Yeah, of course. But yeah, yeah. I, I can't get a Kemba jersey. Though. Can't get a Kemba jersey, but you would also absolutely never get an Alfred Payton jersey, and maybe you'd get a Kemba one someday. You know? Yeah, no, of course. Well, no, of course. No, no, no. I mean, he's a huge upgrade, and it's great New York, you know, kid or whatever. But yeah, not not a jersey. I'd rather get, like, yeah, I'd rather get, like, quickly. I honestly rather get, like, even just, like, a Randall, like, I don't know. If yeah. I was going to get a jersey. Or Mitchell. If, I hope Mitchell has a good year for you. It's weird with the Knicks because it's just like I hate the Lakers. Traded I hate the Sixers. That I mean, he's got to play well before he can That's do that. That's true, yeah. He's coming off an injury. No one wants to sign up for that. So, um, I don't know. I, I agree. I feel the same way about the Celtics. I think we're a lot deeper. The East is a lot better. Um, but I think next Wednesday, I think one thing's for sure is I think we're going to have some battles this year. I think the Knicks and the Celtics are going to uh, are gonna be games worth watching and um, – uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to do. It's just going to be a... Andrew, man, come on out and ha- have some league pass time with us. It's just going to be some good NBA over here on Kent Street. I would love to. I- I'm I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Yeah, I think it, I think uh, it's it's an, it's next Thursday or next Tuesday. Wednesday. I think it's literally Wednesday. seven days from today. Um, <coughs> yeah, no, I think it's gonna be. I think I think it should be a good game. I don't really see it being um, a blowout either way, and. Um, well, let's see how yeah. many Celtics don't have COVID at that point. But other than that, yeah. Oh, do they? Allen, Allen, and uh, Jalen are out right now. Oh, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Will they be ready? Jalen's supposed to, um, it. but it was going to be close, and then Al got it two days later. So I'd imagine it's interesting. Yeah, similar. I wonder if that will be. Uh, is the is the quarantine still the same if they get back or not quarantine like the amount of games they have to miss because of the vaccine? I feel like. That might be lower this year. I haven't looked into it, but from the way everyone reacts to it, mm-hmm. just any of these, and Andrew, I don't know if you'll quote me on this, it seems like it's the same exact oh, really? amount of time. I, rem- that, I feel like it was like two weeks, right? Wasn't that something Yeah, crazy? it was like 10 yeah, days yeah. or something, yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be the same. They don't want outbreaks. They got old people who are vaccinated who are still at risk. Interesting. All the science that we don't get in here into here on the Balcony Cheddar podcast, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. It's certainly we had Celtics had a really shit year with it last year. Not like I think it prevented us from doing any damage in the playoffs, but um, it's certainly worry worrisome to already have it out of the gate. Better now than later, to be honest. True, true. Um, I guess that clears Jalen and Al for three months or whatever. Yeah. What do you guys think uh, is going to happen with Kyrie? I was I was just gonna say. Let's let's see. I'd like to get final thoughts from the both of you about the Kyrie situation because it's kind of a mess right now. Um, just to see, first of all, just to see all of the, uh, and I wish Jack was here, and we'll have Jack on to talk about it at some point, or maybe he'll refuse. I don't know because that's how dark it feels like it's getting. Just to see these full on like Brooklyn like Stan accounts and blogs and and podcasts just being like, it's I'm done with this dude now is just so interesting to me. Yeah, it's um, it's weird because wasn't he? Didn't he like say something of sort of like, I don't want to be a distraction last year. Yeah, yeah, and like, he's like the number one like trending topic of every 
sports show, basketball or not, for the most part. Um, He's always a distraction. But yeah. yeah, he has like Ted Cruz like tweeting about him. It's like nuts. Yep. Um, it's just sort of like I, I just can't believe it's gotten this far because like. You know, they have, I think, the best, if they're healthy, like, the best team. Hands down. And I mean, did, the Vegas favorite. Yeah, they did this whole, you know, they, they, they got everyone there in, uh, in Brooklyn. Katie's committed to long-term. Um, Kyrie, I guess, hasn't signed the extension yet, which is also interesting. But it's like, why I, did they... Either that or it was pulled back from across the table. I, I just I just couldn't... Um, I just can't believe he's, like, it's... If he's actually going to miss games, like, how far it's going. Because it's like... How does KD not be like, dude? What? Why did we do this? Like, why did we? Why did we come here? Why did we like do this whole thing? Like, like uh, you know, I was injured. You waited a year. Like, what was the point of all of this? Some of those were right in the tweets play. too. Yeah, it was like It's like someone tweeted like KD left Amazon to go and like do a startup, and his like friend, his like drunk friend from com- uh, college, is like <laughs> like parents' basement or some stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just crazy to be like, yeah, I get like, and I do think. Th- uh, they're still good without him. Like they still have. Oh, they're they're like, still they're still contenders without him. Yeah, like, like they're I, not out of the hunt. Oh, not, without no, yeah. him. Yeah, I, I was gonna say without him, I still like. I think the Bucks or Lakers like it gives those teams a puncher's chance to beat them. But um, it's just wild that where it's like uh, I don't know. It's like wouldn't you? It, I don't know. Just the whole point of this whole team is like they're supposed to be playing together. Oh my god! It's like he can hear us. Jack's calling me. He right just now. called me too. Yeah. Uh, well, no way. We'll get right yeah. back to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Andrew, do you know what I want to see so badly? And it's just for me. I want to see Kyrie Irving for Ben well, Simmons. That's not gonna. Happen. I know it isn't, and it's not even realistic, and it's not even really fun. But the idea of Kyrie and Philly and Ben Simmons with this other team is just like I don't know. It seems like perfect. Dude, how how mad is, does KD like if he if he gets traded because they just are like done with him? I know that you guys were just kind of saying that, but like how mad would you be if you were in his shoes? Well, K- being like, see, they're not going to piss just, KD off. No, it's going to. I was going to say, I think it's yeah. going to be his decision. I'm pretty. It's, sure. it's up to. I think. Yeah, I think it's I'm, fully up I'm, to KD. I'm pretty sure the rules because uh, again, uh, Jack would know more than me, but I'm pretty sure they had a meeting with Kevin Durant. I believe, and like the uh, the front office and the owners, and that's when they decided like if you don't get vaccinated, it's not that you don't get to play games in New York or practice; it's you don't get to play any games. Yeah, that, we're yeah. not going to have you for half the team. Sean Marks, I think, made the right call there. Not from a COVID standpoint, not from a vaccination standpoint. If these are the deal with the, if this is the deal that the league is saying you have to be vaccinated to play, don't have a you're going to mess your whole system up with a guy who's only going to be there fifty percent of the time. I think it's the right call. Yeah, it's an interesting situation with a with a superstar player like that. Um, I'm just ready. I don't know. I, I'm ready for it to be settled, though. I'm tired. And and Ben Simmons. I'm so sick of the headlines. It's the only, I'm just ready for basketball to start so this stuff can shut up. It's just been it's been the whole prisons of this shit, and it's, I'm so over it. Um. Yeah, no. I, I the Ben Simmons thing at least is uh, a little more basketball related. It's just the annoying thing about the Kyrie thing is that it turns into like the political vaccination talk. Which is like straight up um, the the last thing uh, you know I'm going to watch basketball for is to have like another talk about vaccinations. So that's like why I'm more annoyed by it than even the Ben Simmons thing. Because like as annoying as even the Ben Simmons thing is, it's like at least it's basketball no, yeah, related. I agree for the most part. Like it's a lot of social media. There obviously. was a poll. Like Bill Simmons, I think, put a Twitter poll out. Like what's more annoying? It's like one of them is a basketball thing that has happened with other players in the past, and the other one is the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, it's just I don't I don't get it. What 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 about you, Andrew? Where where are you standing with it? I, we 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 the list we here know how you feel about your beloved best friend Kyrie Irving, but uh, I I'm in the same boat, man. I'm just over I don't know. I'm over Kyrie altogether. I thought that he when once he was out of our hair, then it would be kind of like you know once he wasn't on the Celtics anymore, that it was somebody else's problem, but. Now it's the whole league's problem where we're always hearing about Kyrie still. And again, I know that he's, when he's actually playing, one of the the best players in the league, one of the main players in the league that everybody looks to as far as like, you know, uh, I don't know if I wouldn't say he's like the face, obviously, but he's one of those guys that everybody knows who he is. If you don't know a lot about basketball, but you know a handful of players, 
chances are he's probably one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the most popular shoes. He dated what's her name, Kalani, for that that singer for a little bit. Like I feel like he his reach is more than just yeah, like basketball fans. Like if you're into sneakers or Nike or Uncle Drew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. thought Uncle Drew was a good movie, man. It's weird to even remember that right now. Yeah. I mean it was uh, goods extreme. It was worth it was a worthy watch. Yeah, but yeah, definitely definitely um yeah, like I hope he just gets it so that yeah, can just like the whole the discussion can just end and it's like okay, they're they're going to be really good and yeah. We can just all Time to move on. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. just, yeah. Um it's ending with the Ben Simmons thing. I hope um that seems like it's going to be annoying because they're going to he's actually going to maybe play to like up his trade value, but that'll all that'll also continue to be kind of annoying just cuz it's like I feel like these discussions have been happening for like three years. Yeah. Like the Ben Simmons and B thing. And then since Kyrie left Boston, it's just been like, they've just been constantly talked about it as far as like, in for non-basketball reasons for the most part. Um, not, sorry, not Ben Simmons, but the Kyrie stuff. It's been like non-basketball stuff for the most part, it seems. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, then, you know, the race stuff is fully like everyone. I, I don't think anyone here is against that. We're talking about just the other off off court extracurriculars and no, just him just being a story. The distraction, just him being yeah. a story, the, yeah. a dis- which is yeah. a distraction. And yeah, um, yeah, not 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 a fan. I am interested. Uh, what do you guys think about the Lakers? Andrew, I'll let you lead. Tim, well, okay, I I don't really know. I mean, I, I'm I'm I, I would imagine that. The Lakers are going to be the Lakers. I mean, you have a team with LeBron on it, and it's constant. It, it's always going to be a contender. The fact that he, that they, uh, aren't winning the championship every year. I know that's obviously kind of unheard of, but the fact that he wasn't there last year to 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 win, like I don't know, it's just weird. I feel like unfortunately he's always in the finals, and and it's you kind of get what you get and. He has a good team with him as well, so uh, I, I don't know. I expect them to be just as good. Yeah, I, I think the geriatrics narrative is is uh, is going to be. Everyone will see how short sighted that is when he's when when everyone's ready. Like they're not going to be afraid to be a play in team. I think even I don't think they're going to be afraid to not have home court advantage. I don't know if that's smart, but I, I think this team is confident that whoever's in front of them, they have a shot. And I think that's worthy. I mean, I don't. They are the, the other big three is in the Eastern Conference, really. There's no big three that they have to go through in the West. And I, I yes, I they are a big three. Like I'm, I, the debate about Westbrook is nonsensical to me. He's a recent MVP. Um, yeah, no, I feel like if they use him in the right way, they could be incredibly good. Yeah. Um, I feel like if they, it sounds weird to say, but it's like it's almost like. I feel like if they use Westbrook as like a six man, like they would be a better team. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that. Who's the oh, Ron, and Rondo starts? Uh, yeah, I mean, wow. I would, I would, I would rather do that than like start off the game with like the, just the lack of shooting, like with LeBron yeah. and AD. It just doesn't seem to make it, especially if AD is not going to play uh, the center. They have like a regular center out there. It's like that's like a '90s team as far as shooting goes. Like that's crazy. I, I want. I want Carmelo Anthony to win a ring. I don't want it to be in purple and yellow. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how much he's going to play, to be honest. I, I, I think he's starting in preseason. I don't. I know that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but uh, he started last night, I believe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Him starting. When's the last time he started? He was doing it for Portland down the stretch, but they were, you know, Portland can't keep people on the floor. Yeah, no, no. I meant like with a with like a, the full team that he's supposed to be on. It's been like what three years, right? Two years since he started. No, no. Remember, we looked at this. He started a lot of games last year, actually. Okay. Not necessarily because of injury. Doesn't mean he was impactful. He was like the fourth guy in the starting lineup, but he's still starter worthy. Yeah, I mean, he, he just if he's, if he's not. Hitting, I would start Ariza. Yeah, if, if, I don't even know. I guess I don't know who you start, but like if he's not hitting threes, he's just he looks so bad out there. Yeah, Andrew. What you won't believe is that now with the Lakers having the greatest roster they've had in years. Right now, tickets are more affordable than I've ever seen them for Lakers really? games. Under a hundred dollars is usually rare to see, and there's most games are under under a hundred dollars. The Celtics game is at ninety nine or ninety five is the cheapest seat you can get, but it's interesting. I don't know if it's because it's so soon or early on. the The Nets tickets are already at three hundred plus, which is crazier than most playoff games. Um, but yeah, so. 
yeah, LA I, seems a little quelled on the Lakers. I don't know. Yeah, I um, it, that it, that I I don't know why that would be for the Lakers. I get why the yeah, Nets yeah. they have yeah they have like three of the best players in the league, but like the Lakers even being slightly cheaper, like I'm what like why? Also, it's like isn't Staples fine? Like they haven't played in a full Staples. Yeah, I w- I went to the I think I went to the last home game there. Oh yeah, and there was yeah. no, they're not at full capacity. He wasn't at full capacity. They are now, now right? Yeah, yeah, or they, yeah. whatever version no, no. of it. Yeah. No, I think they are at full capacity. Is it? But is there still like the few rows behind or something? I I don't think so. Huh. I don't know. I guess I haven't watched close enough. Isn't maybe, everything? Or maybe it just looks like normal basketball now. So I'm not like nothing stands out because it was just a year of weirdness. Isn't everything in LA like open? Like starter, starter stadiums packed. The SoFi's packed. Yeah, but those are uh, without a roof. Uh, and, I, and I think uh, okay. LA does have a little bit of a difference with that. Interesting. Um, I know both of well, you gotta go. Um, so I uh, we can wrap this up here. Maybe we can get you to sit down after this last week and do a little recap of uh, whatever we watch next. Next week, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great, and um, it's definitely. Why did I think it was Tuesday? So it's Wednesday. No, oh, man, I haven't had the day of the week right in weeks, and it's, honestly, it. it's alarming. Got it. All right, that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks for having me on, guys. Dude, thanks for coming on, um, Andrew. I know looking we kept forward, you up late looking over forward there. to recapping. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's get it going next week. Maybe we'll see if Jack's around. Apparently, he's around right now, so maybe he'll just be floating in the area. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. All right. Awesome. Well, Andrew, until next week, we'll be uh we'll see what's going on. We'll see what's going on yep. with that team on the ice. We'll see what's going on with that team on the floor. Go Bruins, go Celtics. And we got to do it just cuz they're there and honestly it it might piss Daniel off. He won't really care, but go Sox, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Stretched.